We are Ahsoka for Ahsoka. Let's get at it. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Kenobi! Rebellions are built on hope. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. Never tell me the odds. Well done. You're a rebel now. Hello there, Rebels. Welcome to Reckless Rebellion, the podcast with enough chaotic energy to fuel a Death Star, all about the wars in the stars. I am your rogue leader, electrifying force-sensitive native to the Chiss Ascendancy, Thomas Carter Rochester, and I am joined by the greatest minds the Rebellion has to offer. Up first, our master of chaos and pod-racing enthusiast, King of the Hoth, Ahsoka Klino Felto. I smoke them if you got them, guys. We're here. We did it. We made it. It's happening. I can't believe it. <laughs> oh, he's gonna he's gonna kill us all night with that. Scarif native and Anakin's favorite Padawan. Jack Sunville. Pew 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 pews. I never have anything that's as clever as Klein's little little intros there. So I'm just gonna say hello. I'm tired. I'm emotional. It's been a day. But we're here. We're doing the thing. You're. We're like. We're all. I'm very happy. (laughs) I feel like this is your. Like the two of you specifically. Like this is your day. Like screw Dave Filoni. Screw every. Like it is. This is yours, guys. You put in all the work. You. You hit the pavement. You signed the babies. You did. You handed out the pamphlets. You speak in the gospel of animated Star Wars, and here we are. It's happened. Life is good. It's. How are you both feeling right now? Like I can't imagine. I feel like both of you have like transcended to like a a different plane at this point look the day that kathy called me and said jack we got this idea from dave he kind of wants to take this like ahsoka animated character and do something with like live action make it a series maybe he pitched it's kind of a good pitch but what do you think i said kathy if you don't green light this show star wars may be dead print it baby (laughs) Stamp that thing, get it going. Pay all the bills. Who cares? It will be worth it. And little did she know that I only said yes because of me. I didn't give a shit about anyone else. I wanted this show. (laughs) So (laughs) I am very happy. I'm glad I basically greenlit everything. Dave Filoni, yeah, he kind of, you know, wrote the thing, directed the thing. Who cares? This all comes from my... He does star in the thing. I have to... Yeah, Ahsoka Tano. She's queen. That's all I have to say. I'm at a 10. If Thrawn were in this week's uh, batch of episodes, I'd be full tilt at a thousand. He's not. I heard his name a lot. I did too. And every time I was like, oh, it's my boy. boy. You heard him. You heard him watching it a second time. I was like, oh, there's his voice. The subtitles say he, he reached out for Morgan. Yeah, when when she said that, I was listening and I was like, "There's definitely a uh, ghost voice going on there." So, like, I'm sure that was our first glimpse at the live action Lars Mikkelsen Thrawn voice, which I will be absolutely imitating this entire season. We don't know what it sounds like yet. He said it is not the same performance he gave in animation. We've talked about it here. He could show up and just be like. Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura. Hello, like Governor. Like- <laughs> oh, I'm Granny and Mithron. <laughs> yeah, sure. How long do we have to wait till we hear it, though? What if we have to wait till like episode oh, Jack, seven? We don't want to. Don't don't make me ask these questions. Don't don't Jack, don't do we'll that. Get to me. it. We've got so okay. much to get through before we get there. We, but we will get there for sure. I promise you. 
holding out hope it's less than four episodes. <laughs> and, and hope it's next week. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very excited. Klein, buddy, uh, first off, guys, it's only been six days time of recording since we last saw each other. But, like, how are you? How was your weekend? Are you alive? Barely. <laughs> Things are... Uh... <laughs> Um, I guess I'll go first. It's been a weird week um, since I last talked to all of you. Everything around me has burst into flames. There's been wildfires uh, all around kind of where I live. And the last couple of days, the last like, I'd say 36 hours, 48 hours have like started. They've really started to like move forward instead of backwards for a couple of days, which is nice, which is, is good. Like they're making progress. And today I saw the sky for the first time in like four days, which is good. Uh, it doesn't quite look like Blade Runner out there. It still is like the air quality outside is, is just not what you want it, uh, what you want it to be. I think the air quality index is like a scale of 10 and we were at a 10 plus for the last few days. Oh, man. Um, which is like dangerous. And right now it does look clearer out, but it's still air quality is like still really bad. At one, at one point the wildfire got to the dump, which I was really worried about air quality wise, because like that's like burning paint and like burning all sorts of whatever is in the landfill. But we seem to be doing okay. Um, there were like, I guess houses lost and there's still people who are out of their homes because of evacuations. And so like, it's going to be a big process to like clean up. But we're safe. We didn't get evacuated. And it's just been a stressful last four or five days. The last couple of days have been okay. But before that, it was, uh, it was a little nerve-wracking. I was not doing all that, all that well around here. Yeah, we were, we were worried about you and all the, all the folks up there in Kelowna area of Canada because um, fires are no, no joke. We saw what happened in Maui recently. Our hearts go out to all of them. Uh, any other fire that's happened in the galaxy in, on the on the planet, sorry, on Earth, um, because they're happening. Weather weather is weathering, starting fires. There's uh, hurricane landfall over in California. We got wild stuff, wild photos that are coming out of that. Like yeah. just a Dodger Stadium is an island. It's surround. I didn't know they installed a moat. Like it is. It's pretty crazy. Just the world right now is wherever you look there's something happening it's just it's not good it's not great luckily we have things to distract ourselves (laughs) i was about to say yeah that's what i got my when did i i got my ahsoka screeners um thursday last week and that's when the fire started to really spring up and like that like that really helped i was like okay i will (laughs) i will devote myself to ahsoka the gospel of ahsoka tano for the next couple of days while um, while i deal with all of this just like bs surrounding me but yeah it's things are getting better which is nice yeah the last time we talked when we did the primer klein had already seen the show I know. I can. We can say it now. I didn't hint. You don't go back and listen. I. I think I did a pretty good job. I didn't like. He did didn't a give great anything job. Away. I would have sucked. Didn't hinted yeah. anything. There was one um, thing that uh, I remember we asked, and you just shook your head no, and so we had to. It change was about the multiple shit. timelines or whatever. And oh. little, hey, spoiler alert for the two for the two episodes we've seen. There ain't no multiple Basokas. So you know what? I didn't. I just didn't feel comfortable answering. Hey, that's fair. I'm still I'm still planning my flag on episode five. I put a tweet out. That's how you know I'm like really committed to this idea. 
Um, yeah, crack that one open. Oh, you could hear that. I'm sorry. You could. Hey, it's okay. We <laughs> I have to get the recap more. juice ready. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wish I had one on me, but I don't. I have yeah, straight I, whiskey. I, I might just take a shot. I, I land on episode <laughs> five still being the, the episode. You will be that right, Thomas. Uh, Dave Filoni, we're going to get into it. Uh, eventually, I want to talk about episode one so bad. Just the energy, the tone, the cinema. We can do it. But Jack, really quick, how you doing, Paolo? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm tired. I went to Universal He's Studios so today. I, I am very happy, though. I It's just, oh God, what a day. I couldn't stop thinking about Star Wars Rebels today. Um, <laughs> it's, it's funny you went to Universal today and you didn't go to Disney World. I thought for sure if you were going to pick one of the two, <laughs> I guess your annual pass holders at Universal or whatever, but like yeah, being in Galaxy's Edge today would have been electric. Kleino, it's funny you say that. Literally, the amount of times I turned to Alana and said, you know what we could do is we could leave here. <laughs> And we can just go, go to Galaxy's Disney real Edge. quick. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll go, go find Ahsoka, go get a Ronto wrap, drink some blue milk, yeah. and just thrive. Just sit under the shade of the Millennium Falcon and just enjoy oh each God. other's company, you know? Just yeah. sweat underneath the Millennium concrete Falcon. concrete jungle. Not from any action, literally just because it's so hot. Yeah. Oh, it was brutal out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I almost fell out today at the El Jabo, but no one cares about that. We're here to dive in to episode one and two of Ahsoka. Jedi. Ahsoka is Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) That is right, guys. Um, Ahsoka episode one and two is here. That's why you're listening. That's what that's the title of the episode. It is the Ahsoka episode one and two review recap breakdown. Want to get this out there if it has not already been abundantly clear. This is a review recap thing. So like spoilers, like we've already kind of spoiled a bunch of it. But what's up? Oh, do you have the do you got the spoiler warning klaxons for me, Thomas? Oh, it's not klaxons. That's a that's a different show. Ah, uh, okay. But this is Grand Admiral Mithran Yorodo. And beyond this point lie spoilers. Proceed at your own risk. Yeah, so it literally at the time of recording, these episodes dropped less than two hours ago. We've watched both of them. We have, I hope, I think, enjoyed both of them. So we're going to break yeah. down both of them. Um, and <laughs> I mean, Thomas, you want to get into it? Like, general thoughts very quickly. What did we think, without getting too deep into it, what did we think of episode one and two? Like, where's your head at? My thoughts have been made very public. You can go check my social media. I've put out a little social media review because I got to watch it early. Like, thank you so much, Disney. But like, what did the two of you think? Because coming into this, you're the two people that I wanted to hear from the most about it. And I wanted to talk to both of you about it so, so badly. What did you guys think, Thomas? Where's your head at coming out of the second episode now that both of them are done? Oh, baby. My head is in Bespin, Cloud City. I'm living the dream with these sunsets in my mind. Um, I am watching episode one and I just I'm like, this is this remind it reminds me of the first se- episode of Mandalorian, and just like this feels like a movie, like a movie movie that you could put on the theater screen. It feels like Rebels, it, the movie. The, it there's does something that I immediately am like. This feels very cinematic, but it doesn't feel like Mandalorian to me, at least. Yeah. Like it feels, especially the dialogue. It feels 
this is rebels like this is just this is no question about it this is the rebel sequel series like it's yeah. happening it is here and it's live action and it's something that i never thought i'd get in my life it, granted i literally watched this show in my mid uh, early to mid 20s so like let's not get it to I guess just mid to late 20s now that I do the math in my head. That's awkward. Uh, I loved the tone, the energy, the cinematography of episode one and episode two. I was like, okay, different director. How's it going to change? And it really doesn't. It is seamless. You can tell slight differences in the direction, but I think that's why they were chosen for the episodes they were um, to bring like, you know, we have that mysterious setup and then the second one is kind of unveiling a little bit. It's a little brighter all the way out through there. That's not a sentence. It's been a long day. Um, and just Sabine Wren. Oh, my God. I am in so the deep love. I, I'm, I'm all the way in. I would marry her. I would die for her. I would live for her. Um, I always had a always loved sabine i was like she is my favorite on this show and rebels she really is my favorite in that series she's my favorite mandalorian and now she's live action in natasha leo bordoza thank you thank you bordizo crushes it just absolutely crushes it the way she does her eye like her salty sassy eyes at times i'm like that is sabine like i understand why she was cast and everything that Davis said and all the things we've heard in the interviews. Yeah, I get it. I'm, I'm all the way in. She's a national treasure. She's a galactic treasure. Jack, what about you? Rebels fan number one in my life. You're, you've been <laughs> preaching the gospel of this show for so long. What is your, just like your general thoughts coming out of having seen a third of this or not a third, a quarter of this series, uh, two episodes in. A reading from the Gospel of Rebels, Book Ahsoka. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite verse of the uh, Book of Ahsoka? <laughs> it's the one that's not in the Book of Ahsoka. It's in the Book of Tales of the Jedi. <laughs> Ahsoka, mm. Or Jedi. Ahsoka is Jedi. Um, I love that quote so much. Look, I think I'm a little overstimulated. <laughs> <laughs> I w- <laughs> dude let it flow this is like <laughs> i am gonna let it flow this is gonna be like <laughs> talk about free the stream of consciousness um i watched the final i don't know like four episodes of rebels um in the hour and a half leading up to the show dropping uh which was great but Klein asked me in our group chat, he's like, Jack, are you like going to cry? Like when you see these characters on screen and I was like, Klein, I did with this kind of thing. Like I more so get excited and I get giddy. Yeah. And I think I got like a little too excited and too giddy because right when these, right when episode two ended, I just like, I, it is like all my energy just like dissipated from my yeah, body. Just, I just, I spent it all. I was like, Oh man, like, is, is it 3am? Um, I thought both episodes were very, very, very good. I also understand um, one of the first reactions, actually the first reaction I read on Twitter is before yours, Klein, uh, was Liam Crowley's. And he used, uh, look, it came in my timeline first. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, He used the word, I think, boring, um, void of emotion. Slow is the word going around. Slow, yeah. And look, on one hand, I actually 
totally get it. And not even just from the standpoint, like, especially if you haven't seen Rebels, but even if you have seen Rebels, like, it is slow, but I think that serves a purpose. Um, it feels deliberate. I don't know if slow yeah. is the right word, whereas mm-hmm. deliberately paced. Like, right. it is, it, 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 they are setting the table and something that I've had some conversation with some people who got to see it early as well with about is that I don't feel like remember in season three of Mandalorian where for three or four weeks, it felt like, Oh my God, like this is slow. They're setting the table and they're like, they're doing this. And then he would go off and do something and leave all that set up like behind and then come back and get back into the story. I don't feel like the ball will be dropped here. It's kind of like, yes, it's slow, but I also feel like they're setting the scene and they're not going to miss. There, there is no, going right. to be no fat in this series. Mm-hmm. Yes, it may feel a little slow, but it's very deliberate and everything is moving at a pace for a certain reason. And I can see some of the dialogue maybe being a little weird for people because it does feel like a live action cartoon in a mm-hmm. lot of the, the way that people are speaking and stuff like that. But like contrasting it to something else that we had major complaints about the dialogue with recently was was secret invasion huh. and i would way prefer i way prefer this i'd way prefer a live action cartoon to something that is just like completely like personalityless and, and like <laughs> void of life right uh, but like I, I see what people are saying in that it is slow, especially if you don't have a history with these characters. It is a lot of just yeah. like, this is this person and this is why they matter. Um, but I think it's going to pay off. I think when we look back at this whole thing, when it's said and done, it's going to all make sense. My, yeah. Go ahead, Thomas. I I like the word methodical. Like I can see some people calling it boring. Some can call it slow. But Granted, it is because two and or episodes were pretty slow. The mm. uh, exactly right. So because I've seen Rebels, because I know the character of Grand Admiral Thrawn, it is moving this way because it's building to Thrawn. Uh, and I look at it in this light of we don't see all the 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 things moving, but there's enough there for us to start guessing and to start playing with and. The first episode, I'm like, man, we're in it. Like, this feels like the start of Heir to the Empire. Like, in it right away. Oh. And and it, I wouldn't say it feels like exactly the same way as the book, but with the, the spoiler alert, the scroll, and just going right on into a classic Star Wars opening, the methodical pacing. Then we go to Ahsoka. Then we do this. Then we do that. It's just the way it was paced out i'm like this is a movie this feels like we just started a new saga in star wars and it is the heir to the empire saga um and i can completely understand um people's point of view especially if they haven't seen rebels because there's a lot going on here that i'm like yeah okay cool i am so deeply entrenched with these characters that like yeah i'm i'm all in like it's no big deal but if someone were to have never seen any of these and they need to know who these characters are. Why do I care? Uh, they're going to be a little lost. And I know how people, my, my favorite thing is that some people are like, Oh, I don't want that. But they're the same. I've seen it on Twitter and it is not Liam Crowley. They're like, Oh, I don't want to have to go watch this animated show. And I'm like, but you loved all the MCU tie in So like pick a lane, pick mm-hmm. a lane. Um, I think, yeah, 
the thing that caught me really off guard with these two episodes was how much they didn't spend time explaining stuff that happened before. Like, obviously you don't want to get too much into exposition and on it. Look, exposition, when you try to execute it in a film or a TV show, it can just, I mean, it's one of the pitfalls for a lot of scripts, uh, especially directors. Like if, if they don't know how to make it engaging and I almost appreciate the fact that they stayed away from it, but at the same time, I maybe not a flashback, but I was expecting something to where someone was going to maybe kind of explain a little bit more of where mm. we're picking off from. And yeah. there wasn't any of that. And a lot of it is just implied. And if you haven't watched Rebels, I, like the biggest character development we get throughout these episodes is with Sabine Wren. And th- I mean, look, if you haven't seen Rebels, you don't know what she's going through at all. And then even mm. if you have seen Rebels, there's an aspect of her but journey that we get don't, we don't that, know. What right. I, I think you do. if, if you, you do. are if you if you haven't seen anything there, they do enough with Sabine yeah. specifically to like you can tell that like this person is lost and this person it, it has kind of given up the fight and doesn't really know what her purpose is in the world since mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. team kind of fell apart. Um, and you get moments of that and I think they do a pretty good job at doing that, but there are other characters. I think like, like Hera is kind of just like, okay, who's this person? Okay. She's just kind of motherly. And, and if you don't have a history with her, I could totally see that being an issue, but everything around it is, I think so great that Mm -hmm. I'm willing to, I'm, I, and I'm, this is obviously coming from somebody who has seen rebels. So it's hard to totally pull myself out of that and put myself in someone else's shoes but i was sitting next to someone watching gabby here like she was watching it she hasn't seen rebels and she enjoyed it fine like i don't think it was too much of a leap to buy into these characters well another clever thing that i think they did was that even if you have seen rebels there's still stuff that you don't know about sabine particularly when it comes to ahsoka like there's still but like that was another thing that surprised me like we didn't get as much backstory between them you get the idea of it you get the picture of what happened but you don't understand the you know something happened you don't know what right 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 and yeah I, i think it was thomas who brought it up just to kind of finish the overall thoughts here i compare these two episodes to the first three episodes that dropped for andor um, both of which serve as like the the gateway to uh, the respective shows. And I think Andor, I mean, the level of writing, it is so much different because like Klein, you mentioned how this really is like writing for a cartoon, but brought into live action. And I'm happy it's saying that way because that's what I'm used to. That's what I fell in love with. But I, I would say Andor was executed just a little bit better making me more intrigued to see where the journey was going. But both are just like solid, solid starts that set the scene, set the stage for what's to come. And I mean, those first three episodes of Andor, I don't think maybe episode three, but I don't think any of them were in like my top episodes of the season. And I could see the exact same thing happening here with Ahsoka in the first two episodes. For sure. Mm. I think that yeah. the thing with Andor specifically is it feels like that is that feels like an HBO drama in the Star Wars universe, the way it is written. Like it is mm-hmm. it, it is impeccably written. It's just so well done. This to me, and I think it's very intentional. I think this is just what Dave how Dave Filoni works. Like this feels like a Star Wars movie more than I think just about any other Star Wars TV show we've gotten, especially from a writing standpoint. This mm. feels like a this feel i don't want to say prequels 
but like it feels like it, a prequels or an original trilogy movie. Like it, it it's feel, this feels like the prequels. Jedi epic Star Wars yeah. series. Yes. It's a hundred percent prequels. There was a specific moment. I honestly forget what it was, but I know there was a moment where I was like, did George Lucas secretly direct this episode? <laughs> I was and like, I don't, Are you? I don't think it was a bad, like people will hear prequels and go, Oh my gosh. But right. I no, I mean it in a good way. The, yeah. the, the story of the, pre- like there is an issue with the prequels, obviously, <laughs> but there's something so star Wars as well about the way that it's written. And it does trace back to the original and trilogy, directed. obviously, but it's just so this feels like a Star Wars Jedi film like yeah. pulled yeah. out into eight episodes, I guess. Yeah, I, I agree with that. At least it, so far. It it definitely you can tell that Dave Filoni uh learned at the seat. He's having so much fun. You can tell that he was the <laughs> yeah. Padawan to George Lucas's Star Wars master. Hundred percent. And he's the, and the fact that Balin's they're really ball. leaning into that master Padawan thing, I think is not just uh imagery for Ahsoka and and Sabine. I heard not what he said, but I will continue anyway. Um it's also like for Dave and George, I think it's gonna be like the I think that's where why this show is going the way it is in terms of our main characters. It's all about his relationship that he had with George and putting that on screen. Um, because now, in a way, he's the master, helping other directors and writers and creatives in Star Wars. So I think it's going to be a really beautiful example of how he was Ahsoka and now he still is Ahsoka in a totally different role. And that's tough. I was just about to say he's Ahsoka, like straight yeah. up he's Ahsoka, and George Lucas is Anakin Skywalker. You know, maybe had his r- r- rough stumbles here and there. <laughs> he didn't go as far as maybe Anakin Skywalker went, but I mean, he's well, he sold I mean, it to Disney. I mean, that's kind of well, the dark a lot of people side. consider that <laughs> the dark side move from the citizen points of view. <laughs> but a hundred percent, like Dave, you can see the similarities between Dave and Ahsoka, and it's just kind of interesting that they're at the same point in their journeys and this show is happening. He's literally making Ahsoka. I'm so happy. I'm ready okay. to dive in. Let's, yeah. yeah, let's, <laughs> let's dive in. Really those quick on. general thoughts turned into like 20 minutes, but that's totally fine. That's why we're here. Let's get into the plot. And as we've always done with these plot recaps, um, I like to pull a little quote from hmm. somewhere in the, the stuff we're talking about. So today right. we'll start things off with, you are right about one thing, Captain. We are no Jedi. Oh, ah, so yeah. Cool. We open on a scroll, stopping immediately. Where our head? <laughs> what? What did we think? We open on a scroll. I was sitting here on my computer watching the screener, and I had to pause it and get up. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like they're doing it. Like I can't believe they're doing it. I had already heard there was a scroll, so I was like prepared. Oh. But when it came out as red, and I saw Red Lucas film, and I almost put it in our group chat. I was like, "Oh my god, it's red! Shit's about to happen!" Um, and then it comes up scrolling up red, and I was like, "Ah!" That's when I was <laughs> vibrating. Jack, this was insane. I was I was shocked. I got in the fact that it actually scrolled. I thought they were kind of going to do the uh, solo thing because solo yeah. had a scroll, but it didn't. Not scroll. a traditional scroll. No, like it was, I'm saying scroll, like the secret of agents. I know. Scroll, I, I do the same thing. Um, holy shit. It's just, it's, it's perfect. I mean, this is Dave Filoni. This is Ahsoka. This is what we were all waiting for. So getting into it, basically 
the scroll set the scroll the scroll <laughs> says the empire's <laughs> fallen but there is a plot amongst the remaining sympathizers um to find thrawn and they don't know where he is but they're going to find him meanwhile ahsoka is trying to thwart it and has captured morgan elspeth who may remember from mandalorian season two am i correct and yep. yep. when she that showed up correct. there um where she captured her and ahsoka is also kind of trying to find thrawn as well from there we jump to a new republic ship and they're being boarded but they do not know by whom uh spoilers it's the bad guys balen skull played by ray stevenson and shin hati are there to break out this previously captured morgan elspeth and they murder everybody to get away with the prisoner and we end with a little conversation between balen and morgan saying something about a jedi and he asked the jedi's name and it goes ahsoka tano boom title card <laughs> it was like oh my god <laughs> i thought they weren't gonna say her name the first time she was gonna say what's her name and she like says the first like uh and then cut into the into the title which would have been i think really cheesy but like kind of cool as well and then we get the name of this episode it is master <laughs> and apprentice we cut to a mysterious temple ahsoka is there she is in her hood hooded ahsoka best ahsoka uh she's searching for a map to thrawn and she does this really cool like spinny thingy um battles some droids gets the map and yeah gets away with the artifact which might i say this map as a fan of the underrated animated disney classic treasure planet this <gasps> map looks pulled straight out of treasure planets <laughs> son of a bitch Klein. yeah it does i was I like seen it i thought while. you were gonna go into uh to um oh my god fallen order for a second uh, oh, this has some fallen order vibes for sure. It's very for reminiscent. Sure. In fact, when she's in the temple, I, I wrote down Zepho question mark. And then I also One, wrote down, then I wrote down my, Dathomir question mark. Yeah. Cause I couldn't yeah. tell the difference for a bit. One but very, I, very minor thing. My like the biggest nitpick and I've talked about budget on this show all the time. The one time in this whole series so far, that I was like, ooh, that looks like TV. She does the spinny thing, which looks cool, but her landing on the ground, like she puts ah. the sabers in, and when she comes oh, down, it just it. looks a little, it looks a little too slow. And it's and she just kind of mm. lands. It's like that, okay, like I I guess it works. Um, it's really cool. <laughs> I like her battling these droids. I think these droids are really, really cool. Um cool. from there, on their way off planet, uh Ahsoka, who's with Hu Yang. Hu Yang, yeah. Yang, yeah, voiced by David Tennant, Doctor Who. Um, they are on their way off planet, and she gets news of Morgus Elspeth's prison break. She heads back to the New Republic fleet, where she is reunited with Hera. Yay! Played by Rose or Mary Mary Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Winstead. There you go. Yes, yes. Uh, Ramona Flowers is just the the name that I know. <laughs> married to Ewan McGregor, which I think is just hilarious that Obi-Wan Kenobi and Hera are married together. Hera tells Ahsoka that everything she uh, Hera tells Ahsoka everything that she knows and sends the Jedi to get help in opening the map from an old friend. Yes, Jack. I just want to stop here for a second um and go back to the temple. Yeah. Number 1, god, that's the shit that I love. It's like that introduction, we have, man. We so it's good. the inter- introduction. It's the spinning lightsabers and going down and then investigating. And you have this temple, and we eventually learn it's like the, the witches of Dathomir is like one of their strong points or whatever strongholds. And 
that's cool. But also we have like, there's more to it and we have like no idea. This is the stuff I'm talking about. Dave Filoni just introduces this stuff and just, there's one very minor thing in this temple that is so extra, but I'm like, yes, give it to me. I love these like giant (laughs) devices that turn into things. It's when the pillar comes up that you think, Oh, the map should be on top of the pillar. And it's just this block of like, hard particulate yeah. and she like oh, cuts gosh. into it and satisfying. It's like, oh yeah like this is so cool so i have a, I, have, I have a question though guys it <laughs> is why cool. i like that so much i wanted to stick my hand it, in it. reminded me um, of this thing from my childhood thomas called moon sand you could like buy it off tv it, it was in is. the floam era if you remember floam at home um no. and it was like this kinetic sand that you could like build things with and it would like stick together and that's what it oh my god it okay, reminds yeah. me of like the sand from black panther uh with the, the oh, yeah. vibranium type yeah. sand that's what it means yeah. yeah. or powder lots of indiana um, jones vibes in this whole sequence yes i i thought that the entire time and i have a question for you guys hit me the faces on the wall mm-hmm. i have three possibilities here hit me witches of dathomir of some yes. sort okay or the faces that Yoda encounters in the Clone Wars when he's learning about the Force and shit. No. Or the beings from another galaxy that is referenced later, either in this episode or the second okay. episode. So, or all one in the same. <laughs> thank you. That's where I'm going to go. I think that they, she talks about the, the altar being built in episode two by people from a distant place, right? And mm-hmm. I think that with Witches of Dathomir, came from a whole different mm. outer remnant because the faces on the wall are Dathomir. Like you can tell by the way that okay. the, the, it's like they all look like Mother Townsend in their clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where my head went. But you do mention the faces. Who's to say that the witches of Dathomir are not the ones who, because let's see, how do I put this? They reanimate themselves and continue to live on after they have physically died through their magic, which is something that the Jedi later learn how to do. And they both utilize the force in different ways. So I mm-hmm. think it's all, all of the above. So basically what I'm saying is the witches of Dathomir or the witches, the ancestors of Dathomir. Nice. Uh, <laughs> trained Yoda how to do the thing. See, I I like your thought. I wouldn't put witches with the faces necessarily, but I could see the faces being the beings from another galaxy. But most likely it is. It, I feel like if it was the faces, it you would have seen the different faces, like the sad face, the happy face, the straight face. I think there may have been a couple other more. Um, I feel like they would have had different face shapes like on the wall. So I think it was either witches of Deathmare or these distant beings but anyway i just wanted to like throw that out there uh i I love this indiana jones scene so from there we jump to lothal the less iconic planet between lothal and hoth how fucking dare you i'm (laughs) recapping okay like let's let's just settle that okay (laughs) clancy brown is there and they're honoring the ghost team from rebels for saving the planet and granting them their freedom sabine wren supposed to be there but she is not where is she enter stage left sabine to the sickest move over i'm not okay the sickest punk rock bossa nova beat in the star wars galaxy is here she's speeding away from the falls capital city and plays chicken with some just the narcs you know the fuzz yeah. the popo whatever you want to call them the one guy's <laughs> like you're not gonna do it and she doesn't she slides right under one of those ships and it looks so cool she gets home she feeds her loth cat then reminisces 
about her long lost friend Ezra Bridger. We saw him. He was there in hologram oh, form. My God, he looked great. And I, yeah. this is when I teared up the first time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when he showed up, I was like, "Oh my God, it's Ezra." <laughs> What did we I, think about this whole introduction of of Sabine? Because the show is called Ahsoka, but this is going to be Sabine's TV should, The first two episodes should have been called Sabine, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm all in. Uh, really quick, before we jump to Sabine, because I'm never going to stop talking about her, and if I don't say this now, I'm going to forget. Clancy Brown is the only person that I can think of that has played two live-action characters in the same decade of star wars mm, like yeah, the same like time period technically it's not the same no 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 because uh jar jar and um i'm at best oh yes i'm at best uh my keller and the Beck, they're hands, the same yeah. but clancy brown was the um red demon i can't remember their species right now in the heist episode season six uh episode six season one mandalorian the prisoner and now he comes back as Ryder Azadi. I was going to say, wouldn't, wouldn't uh, yeah. Andy Circus count there too? <gasps> you son of a bitch. Yes. Well, yeah. yeah uh, he's not his If you're face. counting Jar Jar, I'm counting You're right. Andy. I, I yeah. count Jar Jar. That's fair. So then in that case, it is only Clancy Brown. Dave Filoni too. For, well, what I'm saying is, <laughs> you can tell it's Clancy Brown. You can't tell that Ahmed Best or... Mr. Krabs. Or, he's there. <laughs> yes, it's that's what I kept everything. thinking too. And you know, Savage Press made an appearance yep, with two, all the witches of Dathomir. Two Shawshank alumni in this movie or in this show so far, Clancy Brown, and then the captain at the very beginning of this episode is the weirdo dude in Shawshank yep. that want that yeah is like the head of like the for what he wow. calls them, but like the the weirdo guy, the guys who you know the neo Nazis. That's so strange. Uh, the neo Nazis. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I've never seen the movie. Oh, they they oh want to do they they, they corner <laughs> Tim Reynolds like they corner him in the shower. It's like it's not it's not a good sequence. They but. call them the sisters, something like that. Yeah, the um, sisters. I Clancy Brown coming like again, just watching the last four episodes of Rebels and Ryder being like a mainstay, and you knew they made him governor again. And mm. right when they cut to Lothal, governor. and I see a guy with a white beard and white hair, I don't even need to hear the voice. I'm like, that is Ryder Azadi. Let's go. Yeah. And then he Sabine's not there. Oh, we need someone to take her place just to like you know deal with the crowd here. Get Jai Kel up in this bitch, who's a senator now. For those that don't know, in Star Wars Rebels, he was with Ezra at the uh, Imperial Academy when Ezra infiltrated it, and then he escaped with Ezra, uh, joined the Rebellion, and he was there in the last few episodes uh, liberating Lothal. And so now he's a senator. So, so, so cool. Um, but you asked about I, Sabine, Klein. Oh, hey, oh, sorry. I yeah. appreciate that this, recap this, this really just quick, this introduction. I who Jai was. <laughs> You're welcome, Thomas. Yeah, this is Sabine's introduction. Um I agree with everything Tom said at the top. I am in love with Sabine Wren. I have been since season one of Rebel, season two, maybe. Uh, yeah, 2014, 2015. Um, and this just solidified it even more. Natasha, Liu, Bordizo. She is Sabine. She is Sabine. It, from the moment in the way she talks to, to the Rebel pilot, and it, or the New Republic pilot, I guess you have to say now. Um, and it, Just like, like what'd she say? Uh, oh my God, I forget. I forget the lines, but like, the way she said it, 
<laughs> like the tone. She has a. Oh, was that today at one of these points of in, in like one of these two yeah. episodes? That is like it is ten out of ten severe. Like it was like yes. oh, was that today? <laughs> I like I was shocked at how well like it like better than anything in the trailers. It's like oh my gosh, this is like the real intro tour, and th- like there's no even there's nothing like with a Mary Elizabeth Winstead. There are moments for me where I'm like oh my gosh, that's Hera. And there are other moments where I'm like, okay, this is like a new iteration of Hera. Mm-hmm. Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka and Natasha Leo Bordizo as the respective characters. It's like, there's no difference whatsoever. They are the characters, period. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, a little less on Rosario at times mm. uh, as Ahsoka. But it's a different Ahsoka. It's that's a like Gabby turned Ahsoka. to me and said, is Ahsoka this, all this like like stoic all the time? I'm like, well, this Ahsoka is. like, she's, yeah. She, all of her friends died, and she's like, <laughs> yeah, that's not really. Like, and that's also really why I'm like, I'm a little less because it's just a different version, but this is still Sabine uh, to the yeah. point that, you know, whatever this training situation was, it was, you know, it didn't go well because why? Well, because Sabine is Sabine. Um, we saw what happened when she did the Trials of the Darksaber. Shout out that episode. I love the intro, Klein, I'm with you. I'm so ready for this. Uh, soundtrack to drop just so i can put that at number one on my playlist the next star wars the music music throughout this whole first two episodes is insane oh like kevin kiner crushes that's what makes it really feel so uh, like there are a a few times though where it's like oh the star wars seems gonna start playing oh no like like it plays like the first two notes and then goes into something else or there's a couple gab pointed out there's a couple songs that sound eerily like leia's theme to start yep it, around and, Sabine uh, a couple yeah. times, I noticed it especially, uh, which is interesting. I don't think I think it's honestly just there's only so many notes in the world. It does sound very Star Wars. Every musical, yeah, like I motif th- in here. I think there's doing that on purpose to evoke. I think it's it's, it's it's well, it's it's called it's the Leit motif. It's the whole point of the entire Star Wars soundtrack. You have a couple. Mm-hmm themes well there's a couple notes inside of a theme that make the theme itself um in the sense that you can play the imperial march in different keys and it turns from uh the the uh my god uh darth vader's theme all the way to like empire day and same with march of the resistance it kind of can be shifted around from this war anthem to this hey it's a carnival song you do that with leia's theme at a couple points in it and then change up it, it evokes that same emotion so that's all i mean now the star wars force theme that's going to be coming later on for sure oh, so they're just me. setting us oh, up bit by bit by bit on that um and i i don't uh, where are we at in this oh just sabine's intro right okay i don't yeah, want to we've got yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> i was just gonna say about kevin kiner everything he does is intentional he knows star wars music in and out from doing mm. seven seasons of Clone Wars, four seasons of Rebels. I mean, the dude is a master of Star Wars music uh, other than John Williams himself. But like, I think he, yeah, I, he had to have created Ahsoka's theme. This dude is going off already and I cannot even imagine where he's going to take us in the next few episodes. Sabine's theme, by the way, every time I hear it, I like want to cry. <laughs> okay. Now we move to a planet known as 
Arcana. Well, we were already there. We just get a name for it finally. This is where the temple was. Morgan, Balin, and Shin are all there assessing the wreckage of what Ahsoka left behind after these droids like exploded and did like a nuclear self-destruction. Uh, Morgan is revealed to be a night sister, and she orders Shin to go to Lothal where Ahsoka Tano's apprentice question mark is. And we learned that her apprentice there is Sabine and is no longer Sabine. They somehow broke off at some point on Lethal, Ahsoka arrives to see if Sabine can crack open the map. We get a shot straight from the epilogue of rebels with Sabine looking out at the city and the ship coming in. There are a few moments watching it the second time. Um, this where we'll get to it in episode two specifically, where I was like, Oh my God, I, Leaving the first two episodes the first time, I was like, I wish they did more hearkening back to the epilogue. And then watching a second time, oh, actually, they did a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. But we'll get into that. Uh, So from there, Ahsoka hands her the map. Sabine's determined to kind of figure it out. So she takes it because she thinks that it could uh, help find Ezra. Sabine and Ahsoka, before she leave, have a heart-to-heart. But Huyang interrupts after discovering uh, the owner of one of the lightsabers. Sabine nabs the map and a scan of Arcana cracks it open, figures it out. However, she is interrupted by the same kind of droids that attacked Ahsoka earlier in the episode. She takes them down, but comes face to face with Shin Hati, and then it happens. She whips out a green lightsaber that is own form the former lightsaber of Ezra Bridger. They have a brief brief lightsaber fight. Ahsoka is running to the rescue as fast as she can. But Sabine is stabbed right through the gut and they take the map. Uh, Shin and the droids take the map and then cut to black. That is episode one. Um, One thing I just want to talk about real quick. Ezra, we find out Ezra made a message specifically for Sabine. I know we already covered this in our previous, uh, the previous recap. Um, I thought that was incredible. It, Almost brought me to tears, but it's also just like, I wonder what he's going to say to her. Is there maybe more of a setup for her being a Jedi of some sort? And I think there kind of is, but we not really. You do get hints. And I mean, kind of getting into the recap you just gave of like Ahsoka Tano having an apprentice. And we knew that was coming from the trailers, but it's still like, even the, even the moment is like, oh shit. Like, like this is like a when thing. they say the like word apprentice, that it, yeah, that it wasn't just like two friends, right? Oh, let me teach you like, something. Say, yeah, like, that like, it, that it cool. was <laughs> the formality of, yeah, no, this is like the word apprentice is not taken lightly in the Star Wars universe, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, they they talk about that, and I'm like, but like, how? And it's like, oh, like we grew up when belly together, big one, but and then I'm like, oh, wait a minute, yeah, it's been 10 years since we last saw these characters on a screen, so that's way so much time that's basically uh episode one to episode two yeah phantom minister attack of the clones that's anakin's life right there like that's how much of a gap we just have um and then it makes you good look and go wait a minute so like how young was Sabine really during this time that she was fighting like a year you know, older than ezra that would be my yeah guess. It checks out she's she's about i think maximum of like 18 Mm. give or take so now she's like just under 30 um i believe natasha is about 27 so it makes sabine about the same age because that's if i'm not mistaken what dave said once like ah, she's the same age as sabine so Mm. uh 
I, I love how we get that little glimpse. I have a feeling we'll get more of that going forward. Um, and by that, uh, what I mean by the word of that is more discussion. Eventually, we'll get a full breakdown. Um, and I'm, I'm just leaning towards everything kind of culminating in episode five. And then from there, it's going to break out. I'm very curious to see. Uh, I'm I'm super fucking intrigued by the uh, whole. She cracks open the map and it sends us uh, to a specific singular galaxy. Like yeah. no other galaxies, just one galaxy. Like, and and so Our how galaxy. how do we? You son of a bitch! It is <laughs> it is it is spiral it is and spiral like the Milky door, Way. George Lucas was the being that connected the galaxies. <laughs> He's wow. the one who created the temple. Wow. He is the Purgle. <laughs> so my yeah, and that's the thing is like they all travel via the Purgle. It looks like according to mm-hmm. the so many Purgle hints. Yeah, we're gonna get episodes. we're gonna get there. Uh, yeah. Do um, not worry. But like, I'm I'm intrigued about why, like, why mm. that? I, we'll get to the name of it. I wrote it down later on for episode two, like the name of what it's called. Um, which I'm gonna have to look up and see if I can find the pathway to Peridia. Yeah, Peridia. Yes, I have to look up because I it sounds familiar. So I'm gonna have to go fucking searching some shit. Um, but. I'm wondering, is this just, this is beyond the unknown regions of the galaxy. Let me put it like that. So I don't think we're talking just ascendancy anymore, kids. Sad for Thomas, but, <laughs> but I also could, I could also be very wrong. Like, Good. you never know. So you never know. You never know. Yes, um, Jack? Yeah. Let's get me out of this. I just wanted to, speaking of cracking the map. What Natasha Treasure Planet. <laughs> yes. What <laughs> Natasha up Treasure Planet. <laughs> brings to that scene, like when she's cracking the code. By the way, it was a little annoying to me of a, a small nitpick of like all you had to do was turn Wait, this here and turn symbol, that here and turn that. Yeah, yeah. You was, find the sim- the, my favorite part is it on the one side, it looks like you can only actually turn it three times until it goes all the way around. And she yeah. turns it three times. And it, was like, oh. <laughs> it, it didn't seem that okay. complicated. Yeah. Like I'm, you could have been like twisting and turning those things. You had to see the. You needed the scan though. It, like it, if you didn't just, have a yeah. a picture of the like the a scan right, of the planet, right, right. you weren't going to get anywhere at all. Anyway, what she brings to that though in her performance of like, because she knows that it could lead to Ezra, but you don't really see the hope in her about it until she cracks it, and then she goes out and like looks at the stars. And I don't know. There's just like that feeling of hope and in, in her performance and that smile. And of course, it ends because the droids attack her. Um, I also want to talk about Shin Hati, and, and and I guess maybe the villains overall. I'm intrigued. I love them. I I like. I, the, okay, I love like Balin. I, I love think Shin Hati. Looks really cool. Yes, that's exactly what I was gonna say. And I'm. I, I'm definitely not like out is the wrong word on Morgan Elsbeth, but she's a little a little too cartoony for me. Like I like I get she's a night sister. I get she used to work with Thrawn, but there isn't enough there for me to be like I'm just not as intrigued with her as I am with Balin. And because I'm intrigued with Balin, I'm like automatically intrigued with Shin Hati. But I'm I'm hoping I know we'll get it, but I, I'm just I'm hoping for a little bit more. I want to see. The, from I think now. Shin. Morgan is there, and Morgan will be the vessel that which with we get Thrawn. 
But Balin for me is like, I think he is maybe the most intriguing character yeah. across the board in this series. Like I am yeah. fascinated to see what we get with him as we get for, further into the series. And we are getting like it is we've danced around it we are going to get clone war stuff with him like i i'm just yeah. like i feel like it mm-hmm. is going to happen whether it is by way of world between worlds or flashbacks or whatever like we are going to see this man potentially with hayden christensen and ahsoka together and that is going to be electric like that is amazing it just makes me so upset that like i mean obviously at the end of this episode i didn't mention it it cuts the black and we get the for our friend ray Ugh. i'm just upset that we won't get more of him no matter what Yes. Yeah. That is like the only thing that is really bumming me out is that first scene. I'm like, God, he's so good. Like he's so good. I pulled out like immediately they show up on that. You're like, you were right about one thing, Captain. We are no Jedi. The way he delivers that. I'm just like, yes, like you are a Star Wars bad guy and I am in. I am ready there. His lines could be cliche, but because of his delivery, they're not. Mm -hmm. Like, like that, couple, line, that opening line, it's like, and even in, in episode so two, like at the very end, I, I didn't pull the quote exactly, but like when he's talking to Morgan mm. and he's like, Oh, it's a shame. I'll have to kill her. There's so mm-hmm. few Jedi left. And she goes sentimentality. And he says, truth, truth. And it's God, just like, it's so fucking dude, good. like, yes, <laughs> like it's so bad yeah. guy. Like it is so like, <laughs> but I love it. Like he just, the way he plays it is so, it's so good. Morgan See, is too mwahaha for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <she's>, yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> yes, she very much is too mwahaha. But I, I what I actually like about that last line in episode two is I don't see villainy there. I see uh someone who's in the middle, but a little bit more leaning dark. And he's it, like I got to do what I got to do, but it's a damn shame that I have to kill a Jedi because there's so few of us left. Well, Thomas, the other great thing about it, you're totally right. But then adding to it, I mean, I'm sure like, yes, he's kind of leans toward the dark now, but he probably didn't want Order 66 to happen. He was a Jedi. Yeah. Like, I want to know who these people are because the, yeah. I don't think everyone's like, oh, Sith bad guy. Sith. Like, I don't know what the, are they're their lightsabers even red? Yeah, no, they're, they're not. Orange. And they're not they're for a reason. Yeah. So it's like I'm sitting here going, what is what's the play? And is the play for them even are they on the side of we want to bring Thrawn back for this reason? He has that conversation in episode two with Shin where it's like, what's going to happen when we do this? And he's like, power well, for some, it will mean war for others. It will mean what's he say? Not power first. He says something else. Uh, a new beginning. A new beginning. A new beginning. And then for us, it'll mean power beyond your wildest imagination. What does that mean? Does that yeah. like are they are they just merely profiteers profiting off of a situation that only they can take care of? Are do they have other plans? Like, is this I like I'm very I'm, I'm intrigued with their motives. I want to know what what they're doing and why. Mm-hmm. My only guess, Shin, I have no idea. Like she's she a total so cool, mystery. The she bangs. Oh my god! <laughs> but for Balin, the only motive I can think of, and I don't know if they'll do this. I doubt they will. But the only one I can think of is that this was a guy. He was a Jedi. He probably didn't want Order sixty six to happen. Hence, why he's like he doesn't necessarily want to see Jedi die. But I, maybe it's just like it really is just a grab for power because he, all the power was taken. Out. He had no power when order 66 happened and maybe he just, it's just like a desperate attempt at control to where like 
he can finally have control over his life essentially to where he doesn't have to, I don't know. It's just, it's scars from that past of order 66 happening is what I'm getting at. But guys, yeah. Last thing before we go to episode two, people getting stabbed with lightsabers and surviving needs to stop. Like it, it God bless it cauterizes it the wound, stop. man. I know. Like, but you're not going to bleed out. <laughs> so fucking much. Then like, <laughs> the Jedi in episode three that Palpatine literally like one of them, he barely slices. He barely slices them before he goes to Mace Windu. And it's like, like, I know there was no one like medically there to like help right at the right moment, but there you it, go. It's driving me nuts, dude. Like I, I let have me ask you a question, stop. Jack. Have you ever been stabbed all the way through? Yeah. It's in a clean dreams. cut. Let me tell you about a little story, Jack, called The Last of Us, where there is minimal medical attention for anyone. And what happens to good old Joel at one point? He takes rebar right through the chest, just right there. And what do they have to do? And he sits there laying on the bed, almost dying, but they bring him back to hell. Yeah, and Klein, I had a nurse right next to me saying, this is the most unbelievable thing I have ever seen on screen. Like. It, I, maybe it is because I have Alana and she's always telling me, it's like, no, no, that's not how that works. That's not how that works. You don't stick a needle in. You know like what that. you say to Alana? You say, Alana, have fun. You know, like, just <laughs> I try. We, but we now she's in my head. She's in my head for six years. Walkthroughs or whatever you want to do later. Yeah. Like, this is me time. It Look, the thing that really did it for me, though, was the fact that it happens 10 times or something like that in obi-wan like people are getting stabbed left and right and surviving in that show and it drove me nuts anyway i don't remember that number but sure man it's I not get it. 10 but it, it yeah. is like it's five. more like three kidding. it reva okay. it happens like episode two episode two um let's do it so getting into episode two here titled toil and trouble i just want to quickly note i'm going to jump weirdly around in this one because there is a lot of like five seconds here five seconds there five seconds here five seconds there so i've kind of collected this planet chunk of planet story this chunk of planet story so it makes a little bit more sense so we open in sabine's hospital room and surprise surprise she's okay but wounded uh she tells ahsoka (laughs) about what she saw on the map ahsoka's kind of pissed because she's like well did you do anything about it and she's like no did you record it well they destroyed the recordings well shit uh ahsoka heads to sabine's house thinking maybe we can figure something out she asks about how many droids there were that's the key thing and she finds one of them hiding because she remembers how many there were from before she takes them out looking at the head of this last remaining droid she brings it back to sabine sabine cracks the droid to find records of where it came from which was corellia the new republic shipyard which had been retrofitted um from an imperial shipyard to the new republic uh, ahsoka and hera then head for corellia to get to the bottom of it then on Cetos, Shin Hati brings the map to Balin. This is a planet we haven't seen before. It's very scary looking. It has red-leaved trees, and it's always raining. Um, at least from what we've seen. Uh, they summon Morgan. They say, we need to bring Morgan and Elspeth here. And they look up to the sky, and they see space whales, guys. Ooh. Purgles are oh sitting up God. there having some fun. Uh, Morgan comes, unlocks the map with her night sister magic, and explains... Where the heck it's pointing? She describes what she called the pathway to Peridia, which Balin goes, you mean the 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 tale Jedi children tell themselves? And she's like, exactly. Um, all legends begin from somewhere. So that's kind of almost like the first half of the episode. There's actually, no, it's not. 
more of a quarter, a third, maybe. Um, what did we think about the beginning of episode two here? I thought it was really good. Um, nothing crazy. I the moment when Sabine is cracking the head of the droid, like it's like God, this is this is a rebels. This, this is, is a rebels. straight rebels episode. You can't let the power bar go above the surface. Like, oh no! <laughs> what happens? We explode. Well, I wouldn't like to be a part of that. Like it's just By so. The, shout out Hu Yang. Like what a David great, great. Uh, he, what a great addition to the show. I'm happy that they included him because you needed something to bounce off of Ahsoka. Um, because she is so stoic and it's just, I guess like the, the, where she's at in her life. Um, but especially around the idea of her flying through space with no home to call her own, no one in her life, except for this droid, (laughs) except for this one with Hu Yang for some reason. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean like the purgles and not, it's not just the purgles that you see them, but like, like there are markings, whether it's in they the temple the map. or what, yeah, they open the map. There, there's yeah. always purgle around. And what's also cool about it is I remember seeing those episodes of rebels and I mean the finale and then the purgle episode itself in season two. And I remember thinking, man, they travel in hyperspace. Like I always felt some more mystical thing to them just because of that, especially the moment when like they're looking in Ezra's eyes and his eyes, you see like a hyperspace, like colors and whatnot, the blue, and it's like they're tied to so much more. What if what if it's a purgle? They're the beings. They they made the temple Whoa. with their little tails. That'd be cool. The whales have faces. Um, but yeah, like again, Dave Filoni throwing in these different like uh, like yeah. oh look at this lore, look at this mythology. Guess what? I'm not gonna explain jack shit. Just deal with it, okay? And he does that. People and you're just watched like left Mandalorian wondering. season three. They know what a purgle is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly baby yoda looking out hey look at that what if ezra yeah. was on that thing or some like oh what just someone in Whee! we never knew <laughs> um, to corellia Hera, and ahsoka they uncover some imperial sympathizers whoa yes thomas sorry did you want to talk about the beginning of this episode <laughs> yeah, I did, corellia. Yeah. thanks Corellia, um, home of the millennium falcon correct I actually isn't don't know. Isn't it a Corellian? What isn't isn't the like oh, brand of the ship? Yeah, Corellian. I never I had to think about it. That it yes, together. it's a Corellian T something. I just knew class. it was in Solo. <laughs> Freighter. Ah. Um, I just knew it was in Solo. <laughs> the planet. Oh, the that planet. is like that's where Solo. Yeah. I thought you were yeah. talking <laughs> about the Falcon. Oh shit! Uh, I love the beginning of this episode. I enjoyed the tension between Ahsoka and Sabine. Uh, really makes me not like Ahsoka. How about that? That's how much I love Sabine. I would fight to the death with Ahsoka for her. Um, Hu Yang is amazing in the first half. I don't think we get... Uh, no, we do get a little bit of Mom Hera in this, right? Oh, yeah. Right yeah. there at the we end get, of what you were just we describing. Right before they leave for Corellia, Mom Hera's talking to Sabine, going like... She says some stuff like... Um, oh i'm not ready or she's not ready and i'm not ready you'd say the same thing to someone you'd say the same thing to her and yeah yeah and then uh, yang there's so mom who yang moments too yeah very much where she's like you're wasting my time or i don't want to waste her time and he's like you're wasting yours your time yeah oh, when when ahsoka walks out of the room and it's just hera and sabine like that is peak rebels uh hera right there just really felt the mom energy uh, in that moment, and it really, she's like, "Hey, you did good." Well, she doesn't seem to think so. Or you should tell her that. And she's like, "I do," but she's not the Every one who needs to hear it. And it's Ooh. like, oh man, yeah, like that's peak, man. You're just, you're just right so good. 
hit me right in the hearts. Um, and I really, I love the way that Mary Elizabeth Winstead uh, cranks that one section out right there. It just crushes it. Um, it's not all gold, but that one is. is I think she su- she surprised me in this episode. I I wasn't. I don't know what to what 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 I was expecting for Hera in live action. Um, and I yeah. love Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I I think she's great in Birds of Prey. I love Scott Pilgrim versus the World, one of my favorite movies. But I'm I w- I was impressed. It's there are moments where it's like oh like this is different than Rebels, but it still feels very much true to the character. And we've gotten Hera since rebels. She's appeared in other stuff. Um, and this is kind of similar yeah. to that. Yeah. She was in Star Another- Wars squadrons. She, she was in that. I actually know that. Um, Another thing you have to remember, it has been 10 years. She's been through more battles. She's been through Where's a the war. Kid? She, she lost Kane and she does have a kid that's mysteriously missing. Maybe off training. No, maybe maybe he's uh, inside. No, Chopper. he's gonna be in the show. There's already a Lego, <laughs> a Lego figure. Of yeah, I know, Chopper. I know. It will be. Who's gonna play? Well, well, hey, Davidson. hey, what we the fuck? Seen- no, <laughs> <laughs> the CGI yeet, baby yeet, Pete Davidson skirt. Um, <laughs> we 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 haven't seen the ghost, have we? No, we so have. Interesting so note, go. though. They call the ship she's flying the Phantom. Does the yeah. ghost exist anymore? Well, I guess we see it in Rise of Skywalker. It, so it, it does exist. exist. The, the, the Phantom wow. is a part of the ghost. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, okay. it used to be like their little, they had a little ship, but then I think yeah. they had to get a new one because it blew yeah. up and they got yes. another one, but they called mm-hmm. it the Phantom. So they had the ghost and the Phantom. Phantom version two. Really quick, okay. b- before we move yeah. on, I found yeah. this. I just want to get to Corellia so bad. Yes, that's fine. But we've already talked. Yeah, I want to just talk about the map, but I'm not going to. Shout out the whales around Treasure the galaxy Planet. part. Um, in Norse mythology, Skull oh is the name of the wolf that chases the sun, while the wolf Hati Hruvinsunen chases <laughs> the moon. So in Ahsoka, we have Shin Hati, which is the apprentice of Balin's skull. A, shout out Dave Filoni, really sticking to that wolf theme. Dude, but interesting, the yeah. But interesting how one is chasing the sun <laughs> and one is chasing. Did the you just moon. say wolves are the best? I'm sorry, Thomas. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I'm not even kidding. I and this was before Dave Filoni. Like, if you ever wolves asked me, like my cool. favorite kind of animal or like like I don't know a animal I related to, like wild animal I related to, it was always a, a, wolf. a wolf. You a wolf is the thing that you jack pews relate to the most yes yeah look that at him surprises me dude i would have said like house cat like what do you mean a wolf you mean a loath cat too no. good cat god <laughs> no man like I, wolves are just so cool and i think they're really I'm cool to think of another maybe like show or franchise like like wolves Game or of that made me so interested in them that's why i always love dire wolves and, and why i mean the starks immediately when they find find them i think it's in the pilot mm-hmm. it's like oh fuck yeah they have wolves Let's go. Was it? Hold on. Was it Power Rangers when the Blue Ranger was a wolf? Was it the I, animated I, movie I Balto? That's so. not bad either. I I do not believe so. No. <sighs> was it uh, any of the werewolf movies? Twilight. N- Taylor Lautner. Not Twilight. Not Twilight. Look at him. It's totally Twilight. <laughs> Look, I'll be honest. Like I saw Breaking Dawn Part Two by myself. You were I Team Jacob, dude. You were, um, weren't you? Yeah, oh, 100%. Fuck it. You're crazy. Was it um, Teen Wolf MTV? No, but mm. I did watch that in 2020 and I like it. Um, you know what I think it was though, and it, it not wolves necessarily, but the idea of like 
spirits living through animals and whatnot, mm. which is highly tied to Dave Filoni's version of these wolves in Star Wars. Uh, Brother Bear. Ah, yeah. Son of a in all Come with me, yeah, on yeah. my way. <laughs> so I don't know. I think that, that might be I'd rather be. <laughs> That's a damn good pull there. I oh, love Phil Brother Collins. Bear. I know Brother Bear. Yeah. Okay. Uh, finally, to Corellia. <laughs> Hera and Ahsoka, they're there. There's a shipyard. They start talking to some dude, and they're like, this isn't right. And they uncover some Imperial sympathizers that remain in the wild. They're talking to the guy from House. That's what I have written down. I forget his real name. It's like Peter Jacobson or something, but he's the guy from House. And they keep asking him, so, Empire, what's going on around here? And he's like, well, (laughs) we had to hire some of them. or We had to hire them all. Where were they going to go? And what about you? What's your loyalty? He's like, my loyalty is with the investors. And it's like, this fucking dude is... And things pop off. They see a hyperdrive leaving. They're like, why would you need a hyperdrive? We don't... As been noted, we don't really have a... Not Navy. We don't have like a intergalactic air force anymore like why would we need that and then guns start shooting the The first guy i really like very (laughs) subtle puts his hand by the gun and pulls out goes for the empire (laughs) it's like it's so cartoony and i love it it's so (laughs) very subtly (laughs) for the empire Uh, things get heated a shootout ensues then we go back to lethal sabine is healed and she kind of realizes that she might want to restart her Jedi training. She has a heart-to-heart with Hu Yang, and he says, <sighs> you're wasting your own time. It's really nice. And she's kind of done sulking in the fields of Lothal. And I have written down here in the notes, Lothal, a planet not near as iconic as Hoth. David Thompson agrees with me. Be on the Thomas, right side of history, Thomas, folks. We need I am recapping. Okay, I would just folks? like to say that I've already hit my 15-minute limit of Lothal in this series. So... Take that. You can't see the hand gestures I'm making, Not dear listener. And nearly it's probably good as for iconic you. as Hoth. On Corellia, Hera gets into a dog fight chasing the ship that's carrying the hyperdrive. We get Chopper. <laughs> he is there and he is going. <laughs> um, oh he gets a tracker on the ship as it kind of escapes <laughs> the atmosphere. While back on the ground, Ahsoka takes on some more droids as well as this really badass looking motherfucker named Maroc and he gets mentioned earlier in the episode and he's working with Shin and Balin don't know who he is inquisitor like like he like I I don't know how that he is an inquisitor yeah for sure they came out with some uh I forget where it came from but the saber is very grand inquisitor and I know that that can't happen but I wouldn't be surprised or like if it happened, I think it's I definitely inquisitor from like Va- like Vader's inquisitors. I think what I read was that he was an inquisitor f- f- like for Vader, like one of the brothers or sisters, whatever it is. Um, and siblings. Yeah. Whatever that dynamic is very odd. It's always rivalry. Um, you think there's like inter inquisitor romance. Oh, for sure. Like are these brothers and to. sisters mooching? Yes, there oh, is. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. Did, did you <laughs> hold on? Hold on. Oh, uh, Rise of the is is Cat Karis, and it is. Oh my God! What was his name? Luthon. I just don't know Luthon, how you look maybe? at someone like the Grand Inquisitor oh, and go, look. "Yeah." Okay. All I was going to say before I went down this rabbit hole. Dick. <laughs> Rather, all, I though, gonna, all I was going to say was that Merrick became a mercenary after the fall of the Empire, mm-hmm. and that's what he's been doing. I think he is someone, 
I'm just going to put it out there. I think I think they're going to take his mask off at some point, and it's going to be a big deal. I hope so. That'd be really cool. What if it's Ezra? I like That's that idea. That's what people were rumoring. I don't. I don't think so. What if it's Obi Wan Kenobi? <laughs> Mary Elizabeth Winston. Charge Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sabered hand. It's Keller and Bex. Um. So. Um, oh, wow. Back well, really to quick. Lethal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think does this guy give you Knights of Ren vibes at all? Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. Just in, in the helmet. That, and like yeah, oh, in the oh, helmet. Oh, 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 sure, like the, sure, sure. His his whole design to me kind of evokes that. I think he yeah. might be him and uh Skull might, you know, together start the Knights of Ren type of thing. Do, was That's the Knights of Ren a thing before Kylo Ren was a thing? Yes. yes. Okay. Thank Read you. the comic. If I would, if I could read. <laughs> um, back to Lethal. Sabine, she goes back home. She's made her decision. I'm ready to fight again. I'm going to stare at my helmet across the room for a little bit and cut my hair off. She cuts One her twice. hair. She gets her Mandalorian armor. It's really emotional. I'm making light of it, but it is very cool <laughs> and like incredibly awesome. And heads off on the adventure ahead. Chopper, still working on after all of this is done. Everyone gets away. The bad guy's jump off but they got a tracker on him chopper's still working on getting the location from this tr- excuse me from this tracker um and the guy from house he gets arrested <laughs> <laughs> he's just like ah there's no imperials here you got me um, <laughs> and then sabine sends ahsoka a transmission saying that she is prepared to learn again and this is something i missed the first time watching that I think I picked up the second time watching, I would like to ask the two of you, hmm. we get a scene here. It's Sabine on Lethal looking at the mural camera cuts over to the back of the room, hooded Ahsoka there. This is the epilogue from rebels, right? Yes. Okay. I missed yes. that the first time rewatching it. I was like, retcons. I had goose. there are it there yeah there are very slight differences but I was like yes like this well this is what I wanted yeah there well even they they retconned it even in episode one because so in the rebels epilogue the rebels the rebels epilogue it starts with a short-haired Sabine seeing Ahsoka's ship fly over getting on her speeder yeah. and going but in in the show it was still long-haired Sabine so they've made slight like adjustments to it to fit the story that they're telling now. But yeah, you got what if this is all, you know, it's a story being told to us, man. Like everyone's got different interpretations. Yeah. From a certain point of view. Exactly. Um, so Sabine and Ahsoka, they reunite and they're headed to the Danab system. That's the system of planets they get. And they, they say the name, they say Arcana, I think. So that's See, kind no. of where they were. Pardon? Where? Yeah. It's, it's Sinat. The, Sinat, the place sorry. with the whales. Yes. yes. Is that Sinat? Yes. Yeah, 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 you're right. Um, and they're headed there. Then to finish the episode, we get one last look at the ship carrying that hyperdrive from Corellia, building some sort of warp point device known oh, as so the cool. Eye of Scion, which is so cool. That is just like such sci-fi BS that I love. <laughs> um, and the big bads, hey. they reconvene. Balin is very worried about Ahsoka and her involvement in all of it and is kind of tasked with killing her, to which he says, it'll be a shame to see there's so few Jedi left. And she goes, sentimentality, Balin? And he says, truth. Truth. And oh, then it ends. The way he delivers that is so... Stevenson, man. I got two things to talk about, one of which is the ETA-class shuttle that Merrick and Shin Hati are on. 
um, that at the end of no, no, this is a Clone Wars Republic era ship. Go back and rewatch it and then go look at it's it's the type of ship that Palpatine used during the Clone Wars. I uh, I had to look it up. I actually spent the entire time waiting on you guys to hop in the lobby looking for that name of that. The one ship. they hop on on Corellia, just so on I know Corellia. Yes, when he escapes. Um, so that was awesome. Uh, really tying in all the uh, eras for sure with different ships and different utilis- utilizations. But the Eye of Scion is the largest fucking hyperspace ring we've ever mm-hmm. seen i like that they're still using these things we haven't yeah. seen one in quite a while and yeah. i always thought they were so cool it was like such a neat idea to have this ship but it wasn't meant yes it can jump to hyperspace but it wasn't meant to travel such big distances so they've got to go to these like there's these rings just like out there and you got to go and like upgrade your ship for a little bit and then drop the ring off there and i i just always thought that was such a cool idea yeah, and the fact that we have one this big is very it's intriguing. Very and it's also that's where we've seen Grand Admiral yeah. Thrawn in the trailers. <laughs> it's gonna happen soon. I don't know um, if it's gonna happen soon. I have a prediction that Thrawn's gonna kill Morgan when he finds it or when they find him. Oh, that would be so awesome. I like I it's just very typical, that. like, oh I'm here. Like it's um it's uh Kate Blanchett in Indiana Jones 4. I don't know. It's just you just think you think would, you want this thing, and it's like I don't really need you. You know, you're kind I mean, of annoying. Ten, ten Thanks for away. getting me out of there. You're yeah, like that was your you. purpose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, Thomas. Oh, I will go. Um, I want to talk about Chopper. <laughs> I have to talk about Chopper. Murder bot. Guys, he literally goes. Have he you flexes been going when he's done? Did you see that? He when yeah. he finishes, he does a flex. <laughs> He's like, have you been going through my stuff? And then he goes, Oh, found it. <laughs> so she says, stupid. Did you check behind the backup battery? And it's like, oh my god, like it's just such a mother like, son relationship. Yes. It's like it's like guys, it's a right it's rebels. It like it's, ta- it's that's beautiful. the other scene where it's like this is straight rebels. And it's like yeah. it's uh, it just made me so happy. It brings us to the ghost. my heart. I am so happy we'll get I there, Clint. Didn't watch that full clip that was released the other day because i saw mm. the keep your head on chop and then it goes down to the fight and i was like nope i want to know the full context of what we're doing and then when she says she's like keep your head on chop keep your lid on chop that's when i was like oh my god this is that clip like oh i'm so happy i'm watching this because now i've got the stakes it is important what they're doing and then it just keeps going through i think i would watched one where she was talking to him and it's like the you know, droid chatter, and she's like, "No, I didn't go through your stuff." I love and it. I just read. I just read the dialogue. Dave Filoni gets the best. The just it's, he's got the best. I love stuff. it. And uh, I really enjoy how you can really understand him here in this one. Like it's a lot easier to understand him than in Rebels. I think they're really leaning into that more, um, which is good because people got to really understand why everyone loves Chopper, why he's the goat. Of all droids, I fucking said I, it. I disagree completely. Um, oh, you there, and though. your R two D two, R two D two. There is no Star Wars without him. There, there is I no R two D two. The protagonist of Star Wars. Yeah, uh, you yeah. just follow him. Follow him. He is Star Wars. Um, guys, I have. <laughs> what are you, David Thompson? <laughs> follow, follow the family. <laughs> um, 
I have like questions. Yeah. I don't have like questions. I have questions. Okay. In the trailer, I believe, in yes. one of the teasers, and I guess, sorry if this is a little bit of a spoiler, but it, it wasn't an officially released teaser, at least from what I remember. Um, yeah. Ooh, I could be misremembering. There was a shot of Sabine with, with long hair holding the saber, and it looked like the way the trailer made it seem like it was Ahsoka like almost training her. But I am now realizing maybe they could have just intercut it to, from like Ahsoka training her at one point to the fight that she had with Shin Hati. I forget. But do you think so? She she's accepted her back. They they both kind of moved past their whatever happened before of Padawan. you know you're my Padawan again. Do you think we're going to get flashbacks to what happened before as that relationship starts to develop again in terms of the Padawan master relationship? Um, for me, I don't think we do flashback wise. I don't think we actually see it. Okay. I'm, we, we will, by the end of this, have a fully fleshed out story of exactly what happened. I think that, I I don't think there's actually going to be a ton of actual flashbacks in this show, (laughs) but the more I think, and the more I hate to say it because goddamn Thomas is in here. I I knew you're going this right. I just, I think that there will be world between world stuff in this somehow, Mm -hmm. some way, and we're going to get flashbacks to things, whether it's alternate reality, the reality we saw. I don't think any of that involves Sabine even. Like yeah. I have a feeling that it is going to be a Soka specific, like exclusively related, um, but I, I don't really think we even need. I'm happy with these actors working in this linear timeline right now together, and mm-hmm. them hashing it out in the current timeline. I'm happy with them leaving some. Sure, they'll explain it, but I'm happy. I don't need to see it. Like I'm happy having some things left, kind of without me, the viewer explicitly having it on my screen sure i think the only thing i was thinking of was like you get kind of what we got in obi-wan which is like a training lightsaber fight and it like enhances the story that's being told in the present day i can see that with like sabine you know just like a quick like ahsoka kind of giving her a bit of knowledge and it it develops the characters forward um but another question i have or not a question more so a concern i guess i'm kind of moving on to next thoughts though so thomas if you have any thoughts that you want to I'm I'm like thinking of like predictions and shit like that. So if we have any more thoughts on the that's kind of where we are. I mean, all right. Any any like before? I guess any additional anything you want to get off? Just like right now, right here. Um, I love that we finally have a live action Dathomirian, Dathomir witch, and it's confirmed, and we see the magic happen. I mean, isn't technically Darth Maul? He's not a witch. Yeah, he's, he's a, a Dathomirian. He's a he's a Dathomirian Zabrak. Yes, a Dathomite. Ooh, I like that way more. <laughs> I like that way more better. Uh, I I enjoy that we finally get to see that and the uh, the, the the dark magic of that. Um, and um, there was something else, but all I'm just gonna say is Sabine, dude. This whole they should change this entire show. It should be the Thrawn and Sabine comedy special. Like, let's I, do it. I think you're gonna get a lot less Thrawn than you think you are. Oh, I'm not getting any fucking Thrawn. Let me tell you, I'm gonna get. He could be in the entire series, and it's not enough. So, okay. I'm just. Jack, I really where do you want to think- take this conversation? Well, I guess um, one of my only additional thoughts, uh, criticism 
of these first two episodes, yeah, I, I was kind of debating, do I want to call it criticism? And I will. The show is called Ahsoka, and for people who haven't seen Rebels, I, I think I was a little disappointed that there wasn't as much to do with Ahsoka. There was, but it was always connected to Sabine. I would have liked maybe a little bit more of her character. I mean, Klein, you mentioned stoic. It, like, is she stoic this much? Like, usually. And I don't know. I, I would have liked a little bit, maybe even just personality. More it didn't personality. have to be, like, development development from her. But just just a little bit more oomph behind her. I think we're going to get that so as she starts to, to open up, right? Like, right I think now so she too. is so closed off. She is so just, like all she like it's her it's her and Hu yang in a ship all the time like she doesn't the social skills aren't there if i sit inside for days even i forget how to speak um luckily i have this show to come on but i think we're gonna get some more of that ahsoka i won't say personality because i think a lot of that is actually gone like some of the sure sky guy stuff yeah <laughs> um, yeah but, <laughs> Uh, I guess that's what happens when, yeah, all your friends and loved ones die. <laughs> but uh, it's true. Like, no, I know. I know. Is, she's I think one of the most tragic characters in Star Wars, right? Like, she, every, like, she abandons this order. She comes back. She loses everything, including who she thinks, like, is her, like, not number one loved one in her life, but like her mentor, her rock, Anakin Skywalker, thinks he's gone. And then all of a sudden, figures out wait a second no you're not gone you're it's worse like you you are her story if you just follow her is like incredibly sad <laughs> yeah and i would i can see like she's kind of completely locked out and it almost surprises me actually that she would even take on a padawan yeah. at any point yeah for sure let I, alone actually, now but what surprises me the most is i never actually they're like oh yeah I'm, you know master and i was like what why would she want to train somebody that just seems so out of left field but i think go ahead i think in that time frame where she's hiding if you will um in the oh man the the temple on malachor thank you malachor i knew it was an m so that time frame that she has to wait while everyone thinks she's dead or whatever it is She's like tapping into the force. What does the force want me to do? Mm-hmm. Comes out. We don't know what happens after she's saved yeah. by Ezra. So, and Ezra said, "Come find me." And he's. And she, um, I imagine she went to go find him when the time was right, when the force told her it was right, and he's gone. So, yeah. like, what? Yeah, what does that look like specifically? Then, how does that lead to Sabine? Yeah, that's a good, good point. I mean, at the same time. I mean, oh, wow, that's really good because she's like, I just want to find Grand Admiral Thrawn and take him off the board. And it's really like, you should be looking for Ezra too, Holmes. She's she's less concerned about Ezra. But again, talking about where Ahsoka is in her life, number one, I don't think she wants to get anyone's hopes up. Um, but more importantly, her focus is another war. She doesn't want more shit to ha- like. She literally is just trying to protect the galaxy and protect what they just fought so hard to She's now kind of been create. through it twice. Yeah, and she she just I think that it, that's her overall focus. But I need it, I totally trust Dave Filoni that we're gonna get this. But I guess like that's the type of stuff that I need a little bit more. And like if you wanted to follow like the story, forget about the plot of it all. If you want to follow the plot of the show so far, follow Ahsoka. But if you're following the story and 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 the characters, like it's Sabine. And I guess I was hoping for a little bit more of follow Ahsoka in terms of where she's going as I a wonder- character. 
it's funny episodes. that like i mean it is it all comes back to ahsoka and ahsoka is the anchor of the show and that's why it's called ahsoka but it almost makes me feel like i wonder if at one point or another like this wasn't ahsoka like the the series well client gotcha. it's funny it's funny you mentioned that and I disney remember. was like no we need to give it a name like we we can't call it star wars we can't call it Rebels. yeah I, I remember that there were rumors coming from um, Kessel Run trans, transmissions, I believe, uh, when they were still a thing. They were the ones who initially reported it on, I believe, an animated Rebel sequel series. But then yeah. when this whole Mando stuff we started have a happening. Whole, there's a whole tag in, on the direct website that is devoted to the Rebel yeah. sequel series. And there's been like nothing. Well, because I think w- w- the final report that we we got from them was that they just ended up bleeding it all into ahsoka as a whole yeah i think that's 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 what 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 this turned into that's what that turned into yeah i have a question do you think we're not going to get to that galaxy we're not going to get there until the end of the season i think we get there in episode four i was going to say what was the what's the filoni one episode Five. five i think we get there in episode five I, I think that's the world between worlds stuff. I think getting there five. will involve. Yeah, I think getting worlds? there will involve. Fine. You trev, answered my like, second question. I love yeah, you. The world between worlds, um, and we get there, and then we have three episodes of maybe one more there, and then two more back, or something. I like that. so I think we're gonna have a huge amount of buildup before we get to that world between worlds in the same way we do in Rebels, but I feel like we might get there and then the world between worlds stuff is going to happen after we get there because the way they've set it up, like they say it's slow and it's methodical. This shit's moving fast. Like it really is. They've got the map. Oh yeah. It's moving. Now we've already seen the thing that I was wanting to see the most, which is analyzing said map that we saw in the trailer. Now we're going there. We're going to get, uh, the mention of Anakin, we're going to get Skull versus Ahsoka. We're probably going to get Ahsoka versus Merrick in the dark area. Um, and then I think we're going to have Shin and Sabine fight again because I do remember them fighting and she's like, you have no power. Yeah, it's in, well, it's in that forest it, with the trees and everything. And that's where yeah. Ahsoka also fights Merrick and, and exactly. all that. So yeah. that seems to be next episode and it's really going to come down to how does that fight end. Right. And really that all could happen and Elsbeth could leave and go and so we might not get to go with which will fucking crush me but it would be more exciting if that didn't happen if we all went together they're fighting and they go Um, but I I feel like we're going to get Thrawn over half of this season like he'll be how do I put this? He's not going to be know. in I just don't over know how half you the do season that and then have it have him carry forward and feel like you haven't run at him out. Well, that, I mean, honestly, that's a really I feel good like point, his but... return should be the inciting event to what ultimately gets us to the Mandoverse movie and having him show up halfway through the season. I don't know how you can you're either going to have an unresolved season and it's going to feel empty or you're I don't know. Like my my only thought, Klein, is that they tie Thrawn less so to because look, if you're building to the movie, that's going to be Thrawn gathering forces, getting fleets and and whatever other power he can attain to then you know take back control of the galaxy. 
Whereas maybe they focus more so on what happened to Thrawn and Ezra throughout this season. And, and not like in a ton of detail, but like tie it more so to Ezra, maybe what okay. they went through, how and how... So have him in it, but not necessarily have him back. Not be like the yeah. great military leader where we're going to see big battles every, with him. Yeah, yeah like, and I, stuff like that. I don't that. think we get that at all in this yeah. season. I, I feel like if he genuinely, he might talk to some people because it's Thrawn, he's going to, the first thing he's going to do is be like, I need to go study what has happened over the last 10 years. I need to study mm-hmm. and learn and gain information about where we stand now and where we can go forward. How is he communicating with people is something I'm trying to figure out as well. Son of a bitch. I just don't know if they'll do that. There's there's a thing in the Chiss ascendancy where you can communicate a specific way and i'm pretty sure through third sight and folks who are force sensitive they can communicate across space and time as we've seen with jedi he might have somebody there communicating for him it could be ezra i don't know if that could be if that's it or if he's got somebody else that he's got communicating for him another thing they could do and i didn't think about this till just now the one shot of Thrawn, as you mentioned earlier, Thomas, is in uh, the eye of Sion, Skion, I forget how you Sion. say it. Sion. Sion, thank you. Um, it, it's in that. And I just always kind of assumed that whatever he was in, that room, that ship, was already going to be built wherever he was. But mm. that's being brought to him. And maybe that first shot we see of him, like, what if we find him and he is like, like, rip, like in a cave, ripped clothing, almost kind of going mad a little bit. Wherever Ezra might be, he might be there too. And then that first scene where he's in his full getup, Morgan finds him, and like, that's the what we see in the trailer is him finally kind of getting himself together and being on that ship and be like, okay, I'm kind of ready now. Cause I just always kind of assumed when we see Thrawn for the first time, he's going to be the same old grand Admiral Thrawn and in, in his whole getup ready to go. But I'm thinking less and less that that's going to be the case. Um, Are you telling me you think we get feral Thrawn? It's a I think whole we might, subsect of Chiss Twitter. Might get a little feral Thrawn. I'm all in for feral. Thrawn. I want the long hair. I want the beard. Yeah, I want to be able to ooh, cosplay. I don't know Thrawn. how you do the beard on the blue skin. It's like, that's like the only make well, it work. You, no, you, you, grow a beard and you make it dark blue beard uh, dark blue. that's how hey, i'm being dead how. serious just I make just, it his hair color think, i don't think it and then work you paint. i don't think it'd work listen you motherfucker i just want to cosplay without shaving my beard is that too much to ask <laughs> i think I going back to the original question yes i think sometime in episode four is when our protagonists like either jump to the next galaxy or it was like when world between world stuff starts happening, I could see, cause I, I look Morgan could go by herself, which would suck. And all everyone that were like stuck with the protagonist gets stuck on that planet. And I hope that doesn't happen. I think it will now that you mention it, but I could also see them trying to jump to the next galaxy and it going art, like it Morgan going to world. shit. Yeah. And maybe that's how World Between Worlds stuff starts happening because they're jumping galaxies, they're jumping space and time, which is like screwing things up and it opens up pathways to other shit. And that's what leads us to episode five, Dave Filoni directed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I think at this point, I'm more intrigued about how we're going to travel and what that travel is going to be like Mm -hmm. than anything else because, oh my God, do you think they're going to put a whale inside the Eye of Scion? No, I could see them polling it in some way. 
Yeah. That's kind of what I like or, how or, they did. Maybe. I don't know. Cause they have all those hyperdrive things and that would kind of yeah. defeat the purpose of needing the whale or maybe well, they'll use the whale's on. energy in some way to like, that's what I mean it. to yeah. power it because that's like the, the purgle activated the hyperdrive go in the mouth of the purgle and burrow up into the head and get the juice. Just like in the hit movie Avatar, The Way of Water. Oh, my God. I was uh, like, wait, I've seen this God. movie. Uh, <laughs> fucking movie. Um, guys, do, do or I guess I should kick us over to Klein. It's your show this week. Uh, no, like I'm, ra- like I'm ready to like wrap up. Do we want to like each something. of us clarify a winner and loser for the week and then oh. give our bad batchers? Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, My winner, I think... I'm going to let Thomas have Sabine. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. um, Honestly, actually, I think underrated and we haven't really talked about it. Um, We've talked a lot about the characters. I think the winner this week is like some of the action um, here. Yeah. Uh, Especially specific winner to the Ahsoka stab the robot and then come at Merrick with the robot on the end of her lightsaber (sighs) still. And then the two of them slicing the robot into three pieces. That looked like that was like, really really cool choreography and not something that necessarily we've seen a lot of in the like disney star wars uh mm-hmm. disney plus stuff i mean so yeah that's what i'm gonna do for my winner and then my loser me because i don't get to watch episode three right away <laughs> <laughs> the real loser of all of this is i don't know i'll i'll say morgan elspeth but yeah that's fair yeah that's going to be my loser too. Um, and for winner, I mean, look, it, it is Sabine. I will let Thomas have that. <laughs> I'm going to say, even though I love her just as much as you do, Thomas, I'm just going to put that up. That's, hey, that's fine. I, would say I, I have a backup ready to go. <laughs> um, I won't do it though. I will just say Dave Filoni mm. because he's finally getting to real. I mean, look, he got to do it in clone wars he got to do it in rebels but like this is premier this is the dream yeah i mean this is really doing it um so just shout out to him for building the foundation of all this and now continuing it before i get to my queen i just gotta (laughs) say the fans are probably the biggest winner ah that's a good point the rebels fans these people who have been yes. like, I, there are so many contingents of Star Wars fans in the world. There are so many buckets that you can Crazy. fall into. You can be a comics person, a video game person, mm. a movie person. You can be David Thompson and just totally disregard half <laughs> the universe just because you want to. But the Rebels fans, I think, have been some of the more vocal fans for very, very long. For for so long, it's been, yes, we're a Disney, it's a Disney XD series, but like you got to give it a chance. Like You got to, you got to do, you got to do it. I was a doubter. I didn't. I saw that art style. I was like, no, not this is not for me. I love the Clone Wars, and specifically to the Rebels fans, you guys won. Like, you, yeah. like you, you did it. This is this yeah. is for you, and it is as good as you say it is. Yeah, and nine years in the making, huh, Jack? Look at us, huh? Jack was seven when this I, show came out. <laughs> I was actually eight when Clone Wars came out. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm shocked we're, we're here. It's yeah, it's still so, a dream. You know, it's not real. The fans really win inside this series. It is Sabine Wren. Um, yeah. She just crushes everything she's doing. 
I'm excited to see where she goes out. Like I'm already looking. When she takes out this. those robots, I was like, hell yeah! Like yeah. hell yeah! She's out there punching robots with bare hands, and I'm like, fuck yeah, that's my woman right there. Uh, she just she crushes it. She's a badass. I can't wait to see her do more f- fighting and action because she's so skilled in hand to hand combat. Um, and we saw her with minimal lightsaber training, questionable force ability. Uh, as who young says <laughs> and she holds her own some of the worst he's ever seen <laughs> some of the worst yeah uh and she holds her own with that lightsaber and that's all just due to her combat skill as a mandalorian she is my favorite mandalorian loser <sighs> i don't know the fans because we have to wait a mandalorian? week mandalorian i guess <laughs> oh you know what actually mandalorian season three is a big loser and like john favreau you can really tell the difference between when Filoni is there and when Filoni is not. Mm-hmm. Book of Boba Fett changed the game when Filoni was there, right? Uh, um, Kenobi, we don't know his involvement, but there were parts that's just like, yeah, that's like peak. And then other parts, it's like, yes, um, fast forwarding 15 minutes now. Uh, mm-hmm. And then what was season three of Mando? Just feels like it doesn't have as much felony going on and when it does you can kind of you feel you can tell along the Mm -hmm. way so i think um it's uh mando season three is a is a good loser for this (laughs) i didn't remember where the fuck i started with that yeah um Um, bad batchers oh go ahead tom one final thing before we get to the bad batchers the closing credits Oh, are beautiful. God. Can I say something like that? He's gonna, he's gonna happen. do it. He's gonna no, say no, it. no, 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 no. I, I really like them. I really like them. But and I also really like the visual design of this other thing that these emulate. But a lot of people don't like that thing. So, but I'm gonna bring it up. Very Eternals. <laughs> Super oh, duper eternal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Wow. Just like the fish, the, the gold and like the like mm-hmm. mystical sci-fi magic on this like with gold inlay and like ancient rocks and stuff. It was like, oh yeah, this is this is giving me Eternals vibes for sure. Do we know the language of the glyphs that are being there? Like, but because mm-hmm. I'm I'm now so. just waiting for someone to go in there and um interpret all these things because like i'm watching this and i go yep nah, it's telling us something like i can tell mm-hmm. it's telling us something it reminds me jack of the intro to game of thrones and house of the dragon sure. Sure. and how it and how it follows around and the music Speaking even kind of reminds me of it we have to have a conversation off air about that um, <laughs> how many bad batchers out of five Love South Park. A hundred. Um, oh my god! <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I'm I'm gonna put the critical hat on here, guys. I'm gonna do, do it. it. Uh, do by it. the way, another winner for the week. It's combo with Dave Filoni's Kevin Kiner. Um, mm, first episode. I'm gonna go. I'm doing it as a package, but yeah, I'll, I'll do both. I'll do both. Um, okay. First episode, I'm gonna go four out of five bad batchers. Wow. Second episode. I'm going to go 3.75 out of 5 Bad Batchers. Wow. 3.75. Um, Unprecedented. I wasn't as... I w- and it could just be because I'm tired. I'm going to rewatch See, this tomorrow morning. Jack, I just it's funny because if you ask people who are not... Yeah, who are not as into Ahsoka so far, 
it's the opposite. They th- a lot of people think episode two is better well, than episode one. A lot of people coming out of Obi Wan thought episode two was better than episode one. I was like, man, I'm more of a fan of episode one. I think I'm just more. I don't I, remember I like the, the beginning of Obi-Wan at all. I had a few people after lot, I watched this go like, what oh, do you think driven. it was better than Obi-Wan? And I'm like, I don't remember that premiere at all. See, I'm not going to lie. Well, I don't know. I'd have to go back and rewatch it. Well. Um, but <laughs> uh, episode one of Obi-Wan and episode one of Ahsoka, they're more character driven. And I, I like not both are paced pretty slowly. Um, but like episode two just has a little bit more like action adventure to it, which I love, but I, I do prefer the more story heavy uh, episodes. Now, if you had to make me do it as one, though, I would just stick with the four out of five bad batchers. Uh, that's what I'm that's what i going to yeah. give it. I think it's a four out of five. I don't think it is by any means perfect, but God damn, does it set a good like if this yeah. is as low as it gets, like if well, or not as low as it gets, it sets a, an amazing foundation for what they're yeah. going <laughs> to build upon in the next few weeks. I agree. I said 100 because I had a feeling we'd all be in the same boat, and we are. It's four. <laughs> four bad backers. Um, it, it honestly, I, I would like to cheat and say it's four wreckers. Um, just to give it some extra muscle. Fuck wrecker. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't like this one. <laughs> this is wrecker. I'm sure you would like You're to. You're the guy who said wolves are cool earlier, Jack. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many loath cats out of five? Dude, the um, loaf cat in this. Adorable. I want to know if there, so there are moments where I'm like, it. is it practical? Like there yeah. are moments where I'm like, it, they're ha- it, oh, it's 100 percent like, practical. It looks like a no. There's definitely some of it that's not. When he's walking around, that's there's no way that's practical. Oh, I think some. I think a decent amount of it is. I think it's a when it, when it's on his face, it's definitely like there's no way that it is. There are some parts yeah. when he did. I mean, look when he's jumping from like a countertop to something no, like like sure. when he like hisses but, at the map and like that's that's a CGI thing. Oh, I don't know. I have to go back and rewatch. Look, I just Dave came Lonnie, from Universal Studios and saw a lot of animatronics. I think oh, you I saw know some Clyde. magic today. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, m- magic is Disney. Universal is, unless it's Harry Potter World, it's. It's cool. <laughs> Glow your view for Universal. Florida. Look, I love Universal, but Harry Potter World is like on a different level than the rest of the park. Except for the Spider-Man ride. Spider-Man ride is amazing. Better than that stupid Yes, shit they have absolutely. You, dear listener, what did you think of this week's double batch of Ahsoka? She's a Jedi no more. Tweet at us at Reckless Rebels, R-E-C-K-L-E-S-S-R-E-B-E-L-S over on the Twitter. It'll never be an X until we leave it, and then it'll be our give it to you. social media. Hey. <laughs> uh, and while you're there, just tweet at us, tweet at us, <laughs> ask us questions, etc. Go to our podcast, Spotify, and Amazon Music, uh, where we are now podcasting, uh, releasing the podcast. Leave us a review. Uh, five stars if you're feeling generous leave some comments and um, all of that good stuff Klein where can everyone find you on the socials you can find me everywhere at the Klein Felt T-H-E-K-L-E-I-N-F-E-L-T got plenty of Ahsoka content just building up over on the direct.com that'll be posting up over there and then I'm going to be actually popping on a few different podcasts over the next couple of weeks with Ahsoka it seems Star Wars content comes out and everyone is like Klein, we need you. And so, yeah, I'll be appearing um, on a few different places. So check my socials for when those are happening and what's going on. Jack, Jack, what about you? 
You can find me on Twitter at Jack Pews, P-U-E-S. It's all one word. And you can also find me on the direct podcast, <gasps> Ahsoka Reviews. I'll be on there. We're recording tomorrow. It will release well, tomorrow. Well, you're just going to recycle I'll- the same opinion, right? The, and Or just the whole time be like, so what do you think, Jack? You go, well, actually, I... Yeah, yeah here, just listen to this clip real quick. Real quick. Um, no, I'm just going to say it's trash. Ahsoka sucks on oh, that podcast. Sick, I'm a dude. different person when I get on that podcast. I'm just kidding. Um... But yeah, I'll be releasing tomorrow and I'll be there for episode three as well. After that, it is to be determined because I'll be starting work full time. Um, but for the next two weeks, check that out. You can find me on the social media at TC Rochester Act, T-C-R-O-C-H-E-S-T-E-R-A-C-T. I'm doing other stuff. And at this moment in time, I cannot remember what those things are. It's late, ladies and gentlemen. It is late, but with that sentence, man, the night is young. Shut up over there in your West Coast. We've reached the end of this episode. Remember, the Force is your ally and a powerful ally it is. We have spoken. Get some twin sunlight and stay hydrated. This was podcasting. Yippee! Yippee!